Welcome to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series. This podcast presents topical global business stories that affect Bermuda. Series host Shivani Seth interviews business leaders and experts in finance, insurance, reinsurance, risk, accounting, and other business services. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to today's RG Business Navigate podcast. I'm Shivani Sait and I'm your host. I'm very excited to have my guest uh, this morning, Martin Laframboise, the Executive Director from Bilta. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, Shivani. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. So well, I'm very excited about this topic, Bilta, so Bermuda International Long-Term Insurers and Reinsurers. I feel like the life insurance industry is one of those quiet industries working away, working away and producing some amazing results, some amazing moments, which I'd like you to discuss with me today. Um, Sure. (laughs) Firstly, as your role as the executive director, could you tell me a little bit about Bilta? What is it exactly? How many members do you have? Yeah. Thank you for... uh allowing us the opportunity to talk a little bit about Bilter. I think it's, it's important um, to start there and describe the, the sector. Um, Bilter is about 60, a little bit more than 60 members uh, uh, company split between uh, reinsurers and insurers. And we also have service providers who are members of Bilters. Uh, we are a fast, uh, we are a fast growing uh, sector of the Bermuda economy. Uh, it's the growth engine at the moment of Bermuda. Um, our mission is, is fairly simple. Uh, it's to serve our members as a clear and consistent voice in advocating for the interest of Bermuda life in annuity sector. And we do that uh, with four core pillar objectives. Um, the first one is local advocacy, where really it's uh, to maintain the commercial appeal of Bermuda through close engagement with regulatory and legislative officials, and that can be pretty wide, you know, like the BMA and stuff like that. Yes. We, we also have the international advocacy pillar uh, where we focus on preserving and the advancement of the global reputation of our industry in our jurisdiction. That's, that's really important. And as a trade association, we are there for providing learning and networking opportunities Uh, through sponsorship of professional development, innovation, ideas exchange, networking opportunities, I said, uh, for for the members. And lastly, but very important, is the social impact. Uh, We want to have a positive impact on Bermuda's economy, uh, the community, and the environment. And the way we are structured is a fairly simple structure. We have uh, the Builder Board, composed of um, people um, on the island. Uh, we are about 10 or 11 now. We just got a new board member approved at the last AGM last Friday, Hannah Ross. Welcome, Hannah. Great. And, uh, and then we have uh, uh, me as the, uh, um, the executive director. We have Rwanda Roberts as corporate administrator. And uh, the rest of it is really rely, uh, as well as the board, really relies on a volunteering model, and we have four standing committees who advocate uh, for uh, executing on our objectives. And these are a risk and capital committee. We have 
uh, tax, we have uh, legal and regulatory, and the other one is uh, social impact. And we, we basically, like I said, advocate for our members on regulatory tax and other industry developments. Okay. And when exactly was Builter set up? Um, Builter was founded in 2011 okay. with uh, five founding members. So and so we are now... A relatively new organization. Correct. Okay. And, and could you describe for me then perhaps the, the contribution of Builter members to the local economy? Um, sure. The, um, so we, the international business sector has almost quadrupled since 97, and we have a report on our website that uh, you, can, uh, you can check online. And uh, more recently, the growth engine of the international business sector was the long-term sector, and that's the technical term to say the life and annuity sector. Um, okay. And that's why we call it the long-term sector, which is really... Right, uh, more life. accurate. Yeah. In, in, uh, in 97, the inter- according to the report, the international business sector was 400 million of the GDP, and it's now 1.6 billion of a total 6.2 billion GDP, so very, amazing very, growth. yeah, amazing growth. Uh, our sector currently represents about seven hundred billion in assets under management. Okay. Uh, we have um, about five hundred million indirect and indirect expenditure to the Bermuda economy. We employ about six hundred individuals in Bermuda, which, uh, according to our survey, sixty percent are Bermudian. It's a, a great creation of jobs for Bermuda. Definitely. Um, and, and there's been, uh, when, you, when we look at the finance and international business sector, um, there's been a stable about 10,000 jobs in Bermuda in that specific sector. And uh, it's, it's the largest employer in Bermuda. And uh, builders, members, they, they, they help fill the gap of some of the de- declining employment of other international business direct employment, which is a great story because uh, that's... that's a little bit uh, the explanation as to why we've been keeping up with okay. the stable employment number of around 10,000. And is it difficult so. to find that level of expertise that you're looking for, for people to be able to work in the life industry? It, it, <laughs> that's a very good question. It is very, in, in, indeed, it is very, uh, it is difficult. Um, we, we are in need, the fact that it's growing uh, rapidly, we are in need of life-qualified actuaries. We are in need of... Um, under life underwriters, and, and okay. they're not the same as the non-life sector, um, you know, finance, accounting. Of course, it's a specialised industry. Yep. You know, the as we're talking about the life insurance industry being very successful in Bermuda, the, for the last decade, as you started, as built even started in 2011, the, the growth has been exponential. Could you explain why? What is the attraction? Obviously, I've talked in different podcasts that you may have heard about Bermuda being such a great jurisdiction, you know, but why do you feel that the life insurance industry as well now is growing so well and, there, and the attraction is here in Bermuda? Um, a- another good question. Uh, you're right. Uh, it's phenomenal um, when we look at the, the growth of the life sector. And Bermuda reinsurers and insurers uh, and, and the Bermuda government, the BMA, have a robust risk-based solvency regime for long-term commercial insurers since 2011. And that fostered the growth of the long-term business for years, helping develop 
over time uh, the so-called world's risk capital brand that can operate effectively on a cross-border basis. And so when we think about Bermuda uh, deem full e- uh, solvency to equivalency by the European Commission since 2016, as an example, where really insurers, they can write uh, EU business on a level playing field as their European peers. So that really helped uh, make BMA being recognized as a supervisor of the same standing as EU-based supervisors. So that's one. Uh, the other one is in 2015. I know it sounds like a little bit technical, but that's really it's, what's driving the it's growth. It's important to understand yeah, exa- it, actually. Exactly. And in 2015, Bermuda was granted qualified jurisdiction status by the NAIC, followed by 2019, where the NAIC approved Bermuda as a reciprocal jurisdiction. So that helps uh, doing business in the U.S. So we have the EU, we have the U.S., um, but Bermuda's regime is also compliant with the insurance core principles of the IAIS. So there's a number of recognition and, and appreciation. Um, you know, here in Bermuda, it's one of the world's largest and most sophisticated insurance markets with over a thousand of PNC and life insurers on yes, the island. So yes. they really speak the same language, if you wish. We have a very well-rounded marketplace here. And, and, and more specifically to some of the macro trends that's happening in the life sector, uh, we have the middle class that continue to grow. And so the demand for financial instruments that can protect and continue to, to go this new world is high. Uh, We have an aging population uh, so that they're looking for a solution to support retirement and maintain or transfer wealth uh, to the next generation. And the third factor is is that companies are looking for innovative solutions to some macro issues like the low interest rate environment Mm -hmm. and and things like that. And so when you combine all of that under a a really robust regulatory regime that's equivalent to uh, international standards. All, all those factors combined really help drive the growth. And over time, what happened is that the infrastructure of the island is, uh, has been an, an advantage. Uh, there's a well-established support network of experts in terms of accounting, audit, okay. actuarial... Uh, and legal. And legal <laughs> insurance <laughs> managers. And, and this makes uh, possible the development of uh, very sophisticated risk management solutions that allow uh, efficiently deployment of capital through, uh, like I'm saying, it's it's through innovation. Yes, sure. And, and, you know, we, we've sort of talked about it a lot. You've mentioned it a number of times. When you think of Bermuda, it is well known for its well-established P&C industry. Uh, you know, I suppose I wonder, is is the life insurance industry going to become the new lu- lucrative pillar for Bermuda? We talk a lot about the numbers. How would you compare the life insurance industry to the non-life insurance industry? Well, like we said at the beginning, Belter was only founded in 2011 by the found five founding members. So we just celebrated our 10th anniversary. It's a very young and, and developing industry uh, relative to, let's say, the PNC, who was there um, before 2011, obviously. And uh, the primary difference is that we focus on life and annuity risk. And, and that's the important distinction. We have a long duration liabilities. So when companies choose Bermuda as their domicile, it's, it's for the long term, uh, okay. not, not 
suggesting or implying in any way. It's just that the, the liability is just a different sure. uh, liability. And so similarly, like we, we are also uh, maybe a difference is that we are uh, what we call asset intensive business. Yes. Um, so numbers are, are big. Well, I, I was actually <laughs> just going to say, just to put it into numbers a little bit. So through reading for this podcast, the P&C industry, an average contract would be a $50 million contract. Whereas for a for the life insurance industry, it's between it could be anywhere between 2 to $8 billion per contract. So, you know... <laughs> yeah, and, and even higher than that, um, see, there there were some transactions that were announced uh, recently, yes. $14 billion. So you're right about the size of uh, the assets under management. Um, although there's some, uh, y- this is relative to reinsurers, but the composition of our uh, membership is not just reinsurers. We do have direct riders as an example. Okay. And those uh, would be either focused on uh, local or could be focused on international. For example, uh, there's a number of uh, members who are focusing in the Asia market with high net worth, um, okay. the, the high net worth space. Yes. Actually, I was, I was going to ask you, is the life insurance industry predominantly reinsurance companies or, or just insurance companies? Uh, I would say, like I'm saying, the built-in membership composition is diverse, and uh, there's a number of uh, reasons for uh, insurers and reinsurers coming to the island for innovative solutions. Um, we uh, are, as I said at the beginning, our role as builder is uh, to serve all of the membership for. Uh, to to maintain the commercial appeal yes. of Bermuda, and uh, so it's it's uh, we have probably between ten and fifteen direct riders, uh, as an example, okay. out of the sixty. So de- definitely a big reinsurance presence, um, but not to underplay the insurance correct. side. <laughs> and you know, you talked a little bit about the business in the U.S. So I was wondering, is the business mainly the U.S. or is the life insurance insurance industry providing solutions to the UK, continental Europe, and or Asia Pac? It, it's uh, all of the above. Okay. <laughs> um, definitely, the US market is a very important market. Um, there's close proximity to the US, so is the European and UK market. But there is, um, if I can think about some of the companies that in in the high net worth space uh, for a number of years are focusing more on the Asia market. They've been there as okay. uh, since the beginning of 2000, as an example, some companies. So um, it's uh, the the those recognitions I spoke at the beginning, uh, Solvency 2 equivalency, yes, which yes. is the European supervision system, yes, if you indeed. wish. And the NAIC is more... Uh, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, supervision system. These are really important recognition that attests to the solidity of the Bermuda regime. And um, when uh, developing markets, uh, for example, Canada is an example, um, th- these are important things that needs to be in place uh, so that um, we are competing on a same level playing field. But there's our, there, there, there are emerging line of business they're emerging um when you provide innovative solutions 
everything is open in a way. (laughs) (laughs) And do you feel, is there any danger of the industry becoming saturated? Doesn't sound like it, but I'm going to pose the question all the same. No, I I don't see it. Like we expect, um, there was 13 new registrants last year uh, in in the long-term sector. And we expect, according to the same report uh, on our website, we expect five to 10 new registrants uh, for the uh, for the coming future, okay, and these are primarily driven by the factors I mentioned at the beginning the uh, the middle yes uh, the middle class the aging population yes and of course the uh, macro issues uh, like the interest rate okay um, talking a little bit about conferences refocus would be the largest worldwide conference for the life insurance industry. I'm sure you attended it. It was just a few weeks ago in in none other than Vegas. Uh, What do you feel were your key takeaway points? And, you know, what was the main theme this year? I I think people were really um, enthusiastic about getting back together in person. So that was one key thing I've noticed. It was my first and a lot of people's first conference in person and so it um it was very interesting to see the dynamic and how important relationship is and contact is and networking is and these conferences are are really in place to help that and um i've noticed uh, a lot of um, bermuda individuals representing bermuda companies legal um uh, reinsurers. Um, I was present, um, and Bilter was present. With I was okay. with Wendell Roberts, and so a, a full delegation of people went to the conference. It was uh, a, a success, um, and people were uh, exploring. Uh, there was a lot of talk about exploring new companies, potentially choosing Bermuda as a domicile, and okay. they wanted to know more. And that's why it's important to be in these conferences to make sure that they understand the infrastructure, like I described. Yes, th- we yes. have a ver- um, a, a, an infrastructure that allows very f- effectively to deploy those solutions. And being there and uh, the small community of Bermuda, everybody knows who's who, That's help right. uh, because uh, if uh, they're having a discussion with, uh, let's say, a certain legal firm having a discussion with um, someone and they they want to know about the trade association, we are, we kind of know everybody. Okay. Yes. And really All that the big makes players. us yes. uh, a, like a, a more win-win uh, situation for the entire Bermuda. Okay, and and Bilter has a conference annually in around September time. Are you well? Firstly, I'm assuming you have a conference running this September, and and do you feel that from what you felt at Refocus? Obviously, you've mentioned you know connections, seeing people in person really helps to make those deals, forge those partnerships. Will that help you? to decide on what the focus will be for your conference? Do you know as yet what you what you plan to do? So we are in the process of planning the conference. It will be, we can announce that it will be in September. Uh, we have some dates that we are looking at. We have venue uh, that we are looking at at the moment. In terms of the theme, uh, it's not yet decided. Uh, we are working on it, but uh, there's a lot of theme that can be put forward uh, 
inver- um, what we call ESG. So yes. I'll, um, I'll, I'll try to say it, environmental sustainability and governance, that's quite high. Um, so there's a number of themes that we are exploring at the moment um, and uh, more to come. But in September, we want to host it in person. So for us, it will be again in person. We're looking at the hybrid model um, because uh, we all realize that the COVID pandemic has changed the has changed our world, and yes. we need to adapt and evolve. And so, there's it will for sure. We're so excited to host it uh, because this is the first time since the pandemic that we yes. can truly uh, think about making it in person, okay. and people are looking for that. And so finally, it's been a very interesting conversation today. I feel I've learned a lot about your industry, about your organization as well. If we were to look ahead, how would you describe the future life insurance industry here in Bermuda? Um, the I've mentioned with, with nearly 700 billion of assets under management, that's a lot. Yes. And so the, the life sector has the potential to grow further in Bermuda and and. Again, as I said, I think it's important by at least 5 to 10% per year, which is not small when you compare to other uh, North American market. Um, the, the, the further growth would allow us to expand our Bermuda footprint from the, we expect 600 jobs to perhaps uh, 900 jobs by 2025, okay. ac- according to this report. Um, like I said, perhaps 5 to 10 new registrants per year. So we... For that to happen, we need to continue foster that strong relationship between industry, government, and regulators, and uh, continue advocate effectively for our members on on these developments. Uh, we need to build upon our corporate involvement in the community and provide educational and professional development opportunities for Bermudian. That's really key. And that's from the perspective of Bilta now. Correct. Talk, correct. Yes. Yes. Um, and and um, we are doing so many things right now. We have inter- internships. Uh, for example, this okay. year, that's the highest pickup rate of local companies hiring interns. Um, and it's it's really great to see these things. We have scholarship uh, that we're giving to Bermudians to make sure that Bermudians uh, are. Uh, we, we they know about our industry, they can work in our industry, and promoting that is really near and dear to, to our heart uh, okay. for member companies and Biltar. And, um, yeah, I guess we need to continue build upon Bermuda's established world-class risk well, capital I brand. Think <laughs> definitely, and I think it's very refreshing what you talk about, as I said earlier on during this conversation, that we often just are... You know, forced into a situation where we just think about Bermuda as the PNC industry only. And what's refreshing to hear today is that we have another industry really coming up there. Perhaps I don't know if competing is the right word, but certainly they're providing jobs in Bermuda, improving the infrastructure. And for that, I'm very excited to see what will go ahead in the future. Yeah, uh, on that note, I would say we're very, in a way, complementary. We are looking for a same. Uh, stability of the regulatory regime and so it, it's I don't think competing would be necessarily a, the the right word I think uh, we have close relationship with our sister organization and uh, we are focusing as a, a fiduciary role if you wish f- yes. uh, to our members and that's what really we're thriving for to help them um, 
continue uh, develop in Bermuda, but also make sure that um, startups who are considering coming to Bermuda, they, they select Bermuda uh, as a domicile of choice. Um, because oh. there is competition out there in terms of domicile of choice. And we got to make sure that uh, we continue to adapt and evolve to make that a- attractive. Well, it sounds like you certainly have everything in, in the right place. So thank you very much, Martin Lafromboise, Executive Director of Builta, for joining me today. Uh, Thank you, I appreciate it. And I am Shivani Sait, and I've been your host today. Thank you. You've been listening to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series with host Shivani Seth. Check the Royal Gazette for the next episode. Thank you for listening.